Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, Achievers, and welcome to episode 72 of the Next Level Authors Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account, not you guys, and track our step-by-step progress as we, not you, level up our author businesses. How am I being a dick this morning? I, I haven't been thus far, and now I am. I'm really sorry. My name's Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every week is... <laughs> Sasha doesn't know what just happened. <laughs> you know what I've just realised? It's only taken me... How, what episode is this? Don't. I've literally just said it. <laughs> literally wasn't listening because I was so perplexed 72. by what just happened. Right. It's taken me 72 episodes. Do you know what I say when I do the intro? This is... The Next Level Author podcast. Wait, or do I say Next Level Authors? Anyway, I heard you say authors and was like, wait, what? I thought it was Next Level Author podcast. Look at your t-shirt. Oh no, that's not going to work. Uh... <laughs> it is Next Level Author! No, no, that's nah. That's I'm a Next Level Author because that's a custom t-shirt for people. It's the yeah, exactly. Next Level Authors podcast yeah, well, I was looking I'm looking at the comments and the image and that's why I was like huh it's next level authors I don't even know what podcast I run it is authors <laughs> no I know I'm saying I thought it was author oh wow 72 <laughs> episodes like more than that I conversations will... in the background around <laughs> what the podcast is called the setup of the podcast <laughs> I will always be special, okay, honey? <laughs> I mean, that's one way to do it. How are, how are you, Sasha? How's your week been? My week has been lovely. Um, <laughs> wow, that was no, good. It has, it, no, no, like, genuinely. <laughs> like, it has been lovely. Um, but I have learned some lessons that I should not put childcare immediately after a launch because <clears throat> I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I'm coming back to work and I'm exhausted and I do not feel rested I do not like I don't ugh, that sounds really ungrateful and very grateful for the time off but like it didn't really feel like time off like I just I, like yesterday I noped out and was like here's your iPad <laughs> that was it that was the end In of there. that conversation yeah well I just felt really guilty and then I felt really bad all day so I cleaned the house all day parent guilt yeah, and did like two loads of washing, hoovered everywhere, wiped all the sides down, cooked lovely meals, all of that shit. And then wondered why I was absolutely fucked by the evening. Um, the full time so, job. Yeah, well, I so I'm really tired. Um, I feel like I'm going to have to take some more time off because um, I'm really tired and I've got a sore throat and I you know feel heady like I've got a bit of a headache like I don't I'm not ill I don't have time for illness but like I feel like I'm on the fringe of a cold you know when you're on the fringe of a cold and it can go one of two ways you can either like snort vitamins and make it fuck off or you're gonna get sick and so I've been snorting Please advice at the next level his podcast is not a medical podcast and professional <laughs> advice from two authors <laughs> so I've been taking loads and loads and loads of vitamins and um, I think I may be keeping it at bay so we'll see um but yeah I'm I right down a carton of orange juice like that for some sometimes like 70% of the time that works for me every time yeah right like isn't it fun so I take Barocca and then I take like loads of vitamin and minerals. Like I, my dad has a natural health company. So I'm like, dad, daddy, can you send me some <laughs> goodies, please? Sasha needs goodies. Um, <laughs> ah, here you go. Uh, so yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So I'm okay. I like, I am okay. I've had a wonderful break. Like I've really enjoyed um, quite a few things. I'm sure we'll talk about those things in the enjoyment week section. Uh, yeah. So how's your week? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, the, one of the best things for, that I've found has staved off like illnesses. Um, I don't know if anyone's um, come across this or tried this yet, but 
um there was there was a pandemic or is a pandemic like that's been going on for about a year and a half and in staying away from people i found that miraculously i've been a lot less ill that's yeah. so I'd, re- I'd highly recommend that like have have a, have a pandemic and well then... because funnily enough because we've been out this week i actually tested i did a covid test yesterday because mm. i was like oh don't want to you know like and I would really not want to ever give it to anybody. So yeah, but I tested negative. So which also isn't really a surprise because I was like, this just feels like I'm exhausted rather yeah, yeah. than it being a real cold, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I also um, think that um what you're so the fact that you have had like a week off, like you say, like looking after a kid is is work. And that's one thing that I know that I've definitely sort of struggled with with my situation is that I work like hard Monday to Friday. And then um, I have my boy like Friday through Sunday. So I never really ever get like time that is just mine. I, I take off. Yeah. Next week yeah. is probably, it, no, well, next week will be the longest stint of time in which I've been away, not had him and will not be at work, which will be five days out in the Lake District. It's going to be beautiful. Um, But it's, yeah, it, I, I, I totally feel you on that. It is, it's a different type of work, but it's still, it, it takes a lot of bandwidth. Um, I think the last time I had time off when I wasn't with him and I wasn't working no oh no I don't remember I don't think there mm -hmm. was no there wasn't any time oh no Dubrovnik no because I kind of worked there as well (laughs) I don't think I've ever had time off where I've not worked or been with him ever Mm -hmm. because when we go away which feel is the closest thing to a break like uh, like on a holiday we're still with him or and then like one of the things we've mistakes we've made which we're now going to correct so whenever we go away we go self-catering but then as head chef I still end up doing all the cooking so it's not wrong yeah so (laughs) one of the things we've agreed and this has come out of the pandemic is that we're going all-inclusive next time because Mm -hmm. like I'm done yeah pampy yourself Mm -hmm. yeah my uh my week's been good i am um, because i had the last two weeks off not fully off like i i had the boy and i kind of kept the bare minimum of work to be done um so this week i was back full force i had have lofty goals um my three big things on my list were to... such a hypocrite can i just say why because you always browbeat me and my ridiculous lists and goals and then you're like i've got lofty goals three things <laughs> I'm like, i know bitch three things number one finish on, my darling. edits from when winter comes number two uh do some well fifteen thousand words of client work uh and number three um stuff to do with the thing and was that this week so that's my list for this week yeah not the goals this past for this show. week or not next week from monday just gone okay yeah no i'm doing nothing when i'm away that's why i'm i'm doing this to get ahead um and yesterday i finished my edits of when winter comes what, what? like i did that uh, so from monday through to last night i edited a hundred thousand words of this book and it wasn't a light edit as i thought it would be i did go through the script is littered in red um lots of things like the story is the same lots of stuff is the same there are tweaks just to tighten the narrative and to make it easier to read and things um, was this sorry just for clarification was this um a hand edit on your ipad oh no i started oh, this was doing on that, screen and then that process turned out to be incredibly slow much more accurate but also incredibly slow um and i i need to get through this and this this is technically the fourth edit because it, it went through three rounds of edits when I first wrote it last year. But I've had time away from it. Like, I've, I've combed through it. I'm literally holding a comb as I say that. I don't know why. Um, and <laughs> I don't even know where it came from. Um, so, yeah, 100,000 words I went through. And the, the fun of this week, all the fun of this week, is I had uh, Wednesday, I thought, was, would be a completely free day for me. I had no appointments booked in. And then Wednesday morning, I had calls from my solicitor about the house. And then I had calls from my mortgage advisor about the house. And then I had to do this. And then this happened. And then my road tax had to get sorted. And I, I had like just distraction left, right and center. But I still managed to do it because I'm like, this week, this is all I want to do. I just want to get this book done. Um, and I wrapped it up last Isn't it night. Amazing. Isn't it amazing what we can do when we focus on yeah. one thing? Yeah, that's like... I think that is my biggest re- revelation this year after talking to Ellie from Better Faster. Just if I if I do that one thing at a time, just get it done. 
boom. And and it has. This book has been lingering uh, in my head for edits since back in February. And I even had messages with my um, cover designer because obviously you need to get the page numbers to know what the paperback or the hardback is going to look like. And he's now sorted that out. But the last message I had with him was in March. Where I was like, it'll be with you next week. And I was like, <laughs> we're in August. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I did it. I did that. And it was cool because I did my writing group um, session last night from seven till nine. And then was about 6,000 words away from completion. And I was like, I'm just getting this done and just went for it. So happy I'm days. Incredibly proud of you. Mm hmm. Well and done, darling. The cover's beautiful and it's going to be a beastie book. Even the hardback, which is nine by six, is going to turn out to be nearly 500 pages. So, yeah, big one. And the so the thing, and this kind of goes into my thing that I've enjoyed this week, um, is when I finished that book, I had a real unexpected moment of overwhelm because, as I've said on this podcast a few times, I think, this is my first solo novel. This will be my 49th book that I've contributed to or written. And it's my first solo novel. And it's a story that has been brewing. And I've got like notes back from 2016 when it first came to me in this writer's group that I used to attend, just like a couple of paragraphs of a situation. And it's now 140,000 words. It's going to be a beautiful hardback. The cover's amazing. It's already getting like rave reviews on Amazon from the serial. And for me, it genuinely was the closest I felt to when I finished my first novella since that day. So it's just, yeah, it was, and then I sat and I like just drank in the dark. Um, but yeah, so I'm happy with that. And that's my, one of my things I enjoyed this week, which will go seamlessly into, because my second thing that I'll really throw out there is I've lost five pounds. Done. <clears throat> well five done, pounds darling. two weeks from working with my sister as a nutritionist and also just exercising more and walking more. That is fantastic. I've probably put on five pounds this week. I haven't even been on the scales. Such <laughs> now. That, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's fantastic. And uh, well done to your sister for corralling you into that. <laughs> yeah, and the beard, the beard's coming on. It's getting nice and yeah. fluffy. Mm. What's the progress towards the um, measurement, waist measurement? Uh, I'm not allowed to measure myself until the end of the eight week program. <clears throat> wow. So you are going to have, you are going to keep growing for eight weeks regardless. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so watch on YouTube folks, because this is going to be fun. Yeah. What's something you've enjoyed this week? Uh, so I started reading the rebel anthology stories this week. I've got through mm. quite a few. I got through, I think nine or 10 stories um in two days uh so I sort of read five a day um and then I had to take a little break um just because like I find too I, good well I binge read in cycles so like a book usually takes me two days to read and then like I have to go on to something else so I think I'm gonna have to intersperse them because I said that I would finish reading and make the decisions by the end of September I would like to have finished reading them by the end of August mm -hmm. but I can't promise to do that because I've got like four to five thousand other things to finish by the end of this month but um so yeah of the stories that I've read so far um it's been a very interesting lesson to me um <clears throat> and I think I'm going to do a lessons learned mm. to help other people because there are some very similar mistakes that are being made with their pros or with running an anthology this will be for entrance. Ah, uh, I've got a yeah. lot to say on that. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> because, well, maybe we should do an episode on that because, yeah. Um, yeah, like I'm seeing there are very few people who have proofread their stories and if they have proofread them, they haven't had somebody else proofread them for them. Um, now, of course, I'm thought that, you know, I'm going to edit and then they will be edited by an edit, like a proofer. That's not. But it makes a difference to how you read the story. Um, and anyway, there there has been so of the ten that nine or ten that I've read, there's been one incredible story that just from start to finish was an absolute masterpiece. And this person um, 
I think lacks confidence and <clears throat> I once this is all out in the open I'm going to bully them until they publish so <laughs> <laughs> because, because the world needs their words you know when you find you know when you get that gem of a story and you're mm. like fuck this person needs to have their story out oh in the they world. got it oh oh they got skills and um so yeah I'm gonna make it my oh, personal no. mission to believe that my light isn't on <laughs> <laughs> I return um, yeah, so I've really, really enjoyed that. I've enjoyed it for so many different reasons. I've enjoyed it because I've loved like looking at different skill levels. I've loved like lo- like seeing the different takes on the theme. I've loved yeah, like it's a very broad theme. It is, and you know, there's been quite a few submissions that are in the realm of similar, like that are similar. Mm. The stories are all very different, but like I'm gonna have to talk to you about this offline, but um. <laughs> There are there there has been a number of people who have taken the same slant kind of thing on the theme, and it's not the slant that I would have submitted if it was the other way around, and I was submitting to it, which is really interesting. So um, yeah, but it's been delightful. I've really genuinely enjoyed reading the stories, and um, yeah, so I think I'm going to do like blocks of ten, and then because there's like a lot. <laughs> a lot of stories to get through um but yeah I'm like really loving it that's very exciting yeah yeah I do I do kind of miss that process I'm in the the tail end of my anthology at the minute doing the final approvals with the authors Hmm. so soon that'll be up for pre-order and stuff but I do like it is it's work to read through yeah what we call in the business slush um yeah at the same time it is really enlightening and just exciting to to like it's like mining for gold yeah 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 yeah. and seeing all these stories on the same topic teaches me something and seeing store seeing reading short stories of different standards all in one go teaches me something Uh uh-huh like I feel like I am learning I almost feel selfish because I'm learning so much from this um you get a real sense of like why does this work or why does this not work yeah 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 and then I understand more what I like and what I don't like Mm. by reading other people's stories and in fact there was a second story that was exceptionally well written that I'm also considering but obviously I've still got a lot of stories to go so I can't Uh make any decisions on any of them but there were just a couple of things. And it beca- once you've read a few stories, it becomes very obvious where those gaps are in somebody's storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh, I just love it. And what I love more is that I am going to be a cheerleader for this person whose story, because mm-hmm. I know they haven't published. Yeah. And I am I am going to cheerlead the shit out of this person because I, I, I've never read any of that person's work. Yeah. And it is fantastic. And yeah. So, I had um I I was really surprised in mine because we both do the process of blind read so obviously all we yeah. get is a title and the story like just to, to make it fair no biases none of that um or minimizing as many biases as there can be and I was mm. incredibly surprised to find that when I picked my finals there was one story that it was it was it was fantastic um and it wasn't until I went on and went to email the author that I was like oh I know this person they've been following me on Instagram for about three years and I've been following them I messaged him and I was like, hey, what, what, what a small world. Like I blind read your stuff and it's fantastic. And it was just that moment of like, like you say, it's cheerleading someone, it's championing someone's work and, and helping them get a bit more visibility. Well, so the, here's the interesting thing for me. Um, so at the moment I am mixing up reading patron stories with non-patron stories. Mm. And oddly, I'm actually able to guess who they are by their writing and I've never read any of their writing and I don't know what that skill is but it's very very odd being able to see whose stories it is mm-hmm. um and so I don't look at the master spreadsheet because obviously I want to be completely unbiased and I don't know until after I've read the story so I'm reading blind but the whole time I'm like oh I wonder if it's this person or oh I wonder if it's that person or mm. you know and then like there have been a couple that I've guessed right um 
but I get Atlas or Chloe to check the spreadsheet for me and just say whose name it is after I've read the story. Because well, as soon as I've read the story, I've, I've kind of made the decision as to whether or not it's going in the um, yes pile, the maybe pile or the no pile. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the thing that's important to me is reading blind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's been a few that I've guessed correctly. And I don't know if this is because I'm dead on the inside, but it doesn't make a blind bit of fucking difference about whether yeah. or not I like the story. Because like, like, I, in reading so many stories all at the same time, you know, intuitively, whether or not it's a really good story or just like a good story or like, okay, this story. And this is the other interesting thing, even where there are stories and people like you can see there are still some sort of, you know, prose mistakes that a lot of newer writers make you can still see a kernel of something oh, yeah. like everybody that submitted i can see a little diamond a little raw diamond you know covered in ore or whatever that actually over the next few years they're going to become really fucking good writers but mm-hmm. you know you can yeah i just i don't know i i've really enjoyed this process much more than i thought i would i've, I've really thoroughly enjoyed it so yeah nice okay so over into patreon updates uh, we have no new patrons this week but for anyone who wants to get um, early access to the podcast and also join us on our live Q&As, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash next level authors. Um, and uh, just a reminder for people who can time travel, we went and got drunk on Friday night with the people live on Facebook. Um, I don't know how that's going to go yet, but we're going to find out later tonight and we'll have some fun. No, but what I will say is I'm not going to be drinking shots. I'm not going to do shots. Drink. I'm not 15. Well, that's what we agreed to do. Oh, I've got whiskey. <laughs> I'm going to go and get a bottle of wine because I don't think I can handle anything else. You can shot wine. I'm not shotting. Uh, updates from us. So for me, the self-publishing blueprint is still on sale and it's still selling, which is amazing for me. Um, but it's your how-to guide to get your book from idea to self-publish in the most successful way that you can and achieve your writing goals. And over to danielwilcox.com forward slash blueprint or grab it on all available platforms now. Sasha, what you got? Um, well, I actually have a discount running um, at the moment Ooh. for the Anatomy of Prose, the census course. Uh, and you can uh, use the code rebelvk15, rebelvk15. Such a um, new discount code. I know. Rebelvk. <laughs> So I can put that information in the show notes. Um, Yeah. And uh, side characters is still on sale. And you can get that anywhere. You can get signed copies from me at sashablack.co.uk. You can get it anywhere else you like. Beautiful. Level ups. Do we have a level up? Yep. So I have one already. So level up this week, we've got Chelsea Felver, who says, ah, I leveled up. Uh, everything is loaded up to Zon for my debut novel, paperback and ebook. Uh, I also sent out arcs last night, uh, tonight, and have my outline for the sequel all hashed out. So congrats, Chelsea, on the debut novel, um, which actually this was a couple of weeks ago. So this might already be out and, and done. So if you've not looked up Chelsea Felver on Amazon and got a book, <laughs> what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for, Sasha? Buy it. Buy it now. I will go do that then. Okay, no, do it now. We'll wait. (laughs) And a reminder for people of the Level Up Challenge. Um, So for people who want to get involved in the Q3 Level Up Challenge running July to September, everything's over on the Facebook group. Um, Our challenges are on there. There are prizes for people who pledge to do the thing and complete the thing that they pledge to do. And those prizes are... My little input pile here. You got it. That's a, yeah, that's a little pile. An input pile there. Uh, and the prizes are a 30 minute call with myself and Sasha, uh, or a hardback copy of Self Publishing Blueprint, or a copy of Sasha Black's 10 Steps to Hero workbook. Yeah, actually, that reminds me, I need to sort out the uh, call for, from the last one because uh, they were busy and then I was busy. So I need to do it. That. I need to write that down. And then we'll go into comments, which was from episode 71. The question, how do you decide what to prioritise? Edwin Downward says, this is one of those tricky things where I find myself falling back on the related question. 
how do I actualize <laughs> the priorities I have set for myself into concrete concrete action? As a people pleaser, it's too easy to let myself be distracted by requests to help other people with their priorities when I should be concentrating on my own. Shane Miller says, health first, writing second, everything else badly. I love that. Um, yeah, so do I. And then uh, a.loyalm. on YouTube says, what Dan is... Sam says is right sash you need to find a team which is also a big thing and reduce your goals to still lesser number and select the best you can uh like you're good in non-fiction so focus on it and keep fiction as a secondary you will get more time for the lesser goal little sacrifice by cutting a few goals tertiary ones putting more energy on your best shots maybe fewer in number but sure ones will ultimately make you happier in uh, in a few years mm. stuff to consider mm. now thank you for everyone that commented and Sasha are you ready for your question I don't know you set yourself up for this question oh, for just an FYI like it's it's really really nice for me that uh, we're in quite a few different groups together and you voice a lot of what's going on it makes it so easy to come up with questions um and, and I think this is a really important one because I am not um, immune to this at all. And it's definitely something I need to consider because as creatives, as writers, the one thing that we know works marketing wise and business wise is to keep producing. So what are your writing boundaries? Boundaries? I don't understand. The question. How, how do you protect your writing time? I hate you. <laughs> Oh, you're such a bastard. Well, the honest question is that I don't, and I haven't for a really long time. And um, I think I realised that during BeccaCon. Um, well, well, maybe not just BeccaCon. It's been a slow realization. So since I changed my goal from a financial goal to produce more, um, there's been a bit of a realization that I want to produce more books, but I also have other things that I want to produce. And because I'm competitive, the, the key to feeling satisfied for the key to me feeling satisfied is ensuring there is a metric to measure what I'm producing, which means I need to find a metric to measure production on things that are not words because, and I will get to the boundaries, but this is leading me to the boundaries. Um, and so, um, that has been a problem. I don't know. Now I stopped myself. I don't know why I was going down that train of thought. But anyway, so one of the things that I learned at the conference is people who are high achiever and high strategic, strategic specifically, but high achiever along with it, um, almost always don't put words first. And that's a problem because you then struggle to put the words in at other points of the day. Now, that rings true to me as well. The problem that I've got genuinely is that I'm not a morning person. And I trained myself to write at night. Since I left my job, I don't think I've ever really put in a process for getting the words out. I just smash whenever I can smash and that's it. Um, however, um, over, over the last couple of weeks in particular, I've been working on this topic this problem um, how do I produce more so I've done a few things the first thing I did was I set out what I want to achieve in a year <laughs> you're not gonna like it but I'm gonna tell you so I want to write two non-fiction books which is also two workbooks 
two fiction books. So technically that's six books a year, although to me it will feel like four books a year because the workbooks are like so easy to produce because it's an iteration on content that I, so to me it feels like four books or I'll say four and a half books, even though it would be six physical products. So four books a year, two courses and two audiobooks. Right. I know that's as sure probably something that doesn't even feel ridiculous to me. That feels like a friggin' step down. Anyway, so what I then did was um, because to put these boundaries in place, you have to know what it is that you want to achieve. So I calculated very conservatively and sort of said, worst case scenario, how many words does that mean I need to get in a year? And it was about I think it was three hundred twenty thousand or something or three hundred something thousand. And conservatively, I write a thousand words an hour. Uh, sometimes it's as low as 700. Sometimes it's as high as 1700. So it probably averages out at about a thousand words an hour over, over time. Um, and so the way that I'm measuring now is, uh, so sorry. How did I do this? I can't remember how I got to this, but I know I know the know the, the answer. Anyway, so the answer was basically I I need to write more or less two hours a day every working day, except Fridays where it's podcast day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it equates to 160 sessions a year. 160 two-hour sessions will get me 320,000 first draft words. So the way that I'm going to track this now is on a little tracker. And so I've broken it down. And that means because this is the thing, one of the things, the other things I learned so many things and I actually really would love to talk to you about this. But anyway, one of the other things I learned is that I am very bad at breaking down my big project goals. So I don't really do milestones. I see that finish line and that's it. But one thing that will help me, particularly in the middle of projects, is these milestones. And people have told me this for years and I've never listened. Um, But what they were saying is if you can win each stage of your book production or each stage of the product project, you give yourself more motivation. So I've broken it down and that means per quarter I have to do 42 hour writing sessions, which means per month I have to do 14. Oh, no, sorry. 13.3 recurring sessions. So I just rounded it up to 14. So 14 a month is I can't then do the math. What, like three or four a week, essentially four times a week, four working days. I have to do two hours a day. So. um so that so that so that needs to be my boundary um, and that needs to be my black and white. This is what I have to do now because of my writing process. It's going to be a little bit rocky getting into this because I have to do a lot of input before I can output. So um, one of the things that has come off the back of that two things, a no list, which I'll tell you about in a second, and um, a reading list. I am very much a mood reader, but Mm. if I want to achieve my ultimate goal of writing more, I'm going to have to input more strategically and more intentionally. So I am going to have to start creating monthly reading lists, which means I'm not going to be able to read like I often read stuff for other people. Um, so I'm going to have to do slightly less of that, at least in the interim, whilst I am trying to cram information in so I can start these writing sessions. So this is a very long-winded way of getting to where I'm going to. It's good. So one of the, one of the things, I, I've really been very thinky about this. <laughs> so one of the things, so the no list, right, the no list. This is so off the back of the conference. I have literally um, gone through and created like um, things for myself, general notes, questions to ask myself, like useful questions. So like one of the question is, but are you going to quit? No, fucking not. Of course, obviously. So, you know, so but you know, these are the types of questions that somebody at high competition needs to be asked. Um, do you need to change the game? maybe sometimes I have to change the game um and then I've got an action list uh, like my action this is my action list um and so yeah anyway one on the action list 
um, I've got say no more, say no a lot, say no to everything for the rest of the year until you've closed off all of your current projects um, and create a no list because I'm rubbish at um, when things come in, I just end up saying yes. So if I've got a no list, which I'm going to laminate, I'm literally going to laminate the no list. Um, I'm going to put things on there that I need to say no to because I can then treat myself like a baby, to be perfectly honest with you, see the email come in, check my no list. Is it on the no list? Well, then it's a no. So um, some people have to make decision trees. <laughs> some people have to write no lists. So a no list is on my to-do list. Um, and then the last thing that I'm doing, so to actually answer the question about writing boundaries, um, I'm going to do silent September. Go on. Yeah, you don't know about this because I don't know. Well, Just, anyway. I don't associate the word silence with you. Yeah, exactly. So silent September. One which I mentioned earlier, one of the main things that we um, that I learned is around this whole strategic people, strategic achiever particularly have to write words first because you all you'll you'll end up prioritizing the shit that you can tick off or other people's shit or the stuff that you think is going to make you money, even though yeah the yeah even though the the words make you the money. So anyway, to do that, um, I did start doing uh seven to eight writing when atlas was was at school um and we almost got to the point where he was trained <laughs> but he wasn't quite um and then it became the holidays and so i just stopped because life is not the same in term time as it is no. in the holidays so when he goes back to school in september i'm going to do silent september and so i am going to get my ass out of bed at five to seven every morning and sit down and write words from seven to eight. Now, because I'm competitive <laughs> and because I work better in the sprints and in with accountability, I have just told my patrons, actually I haven't, I've told my Slack group, I haven't told Patreon yet, which I'm going to do next week, um, that I'm going to put it, put myself on Zoom and anyone is welcome to join me. Um, however, it's going to be silent. So there will be no chatting at either end because it's going to be first thing in the morning and I don't do first thing in the morning and I definitely don't do first thing in the morning on zoom with other people <laughs> and also the school run so um it will be very strict it will clock on at seven and I'm going to close it at eight but if people want to come and write in silence for an hour they're welcome to um and so I like the idea that it'll be silent the entire time and then at like 7 59 you just go Bye. Well, yeah. So no, what I'm going to do <laughs> is at 7.57, I'll be like in the chat. I've said in the chat box at 7.57, I'll go, you know, how did you do? But I am like, there's no time to fuck about in the mornings mm -hmm. when you've got a kid because you have to, you know. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And, and I'm just going to lay it out. And if people want to join, they can join. And if they don't want to join, they don't have to join. But like I'm going to be doing it's more like and I said, I, I caveated it. And I said, this is me being selfish. This is not me. I'm not doing this altruistically for other people. I'm doing this because I need the accountability. I need my ass in the chair doing words first. I love it. Um, yeah. So silent September. That's what's going to happen. And I'm, I'm only making it September because I don't actually know if it's going to work for me um, as a thing. So I want a cut off date. Uh, but yeah, will. I'm. Well, I, it's just a way to commit. It's a boundary. Um, yeah. So I have learned so much about boundaries in terms of writing boundaries I don't I, I think you I think writing boundaries are boundaries they're just normal boundaries um and yeah so I'm going on this journey about saying no and also understanding that oh I also know why you've now I've clicked about this other boundary thing um yeah, I've learned a few lessons about boundaries. One of them I'm not going to talk about on here, though. Anyway, um, yeah, what was I saying? Uh, sorry, I just went off on a little tangent there. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to add. Oh, I have learned. Uh, Kate sent me this really awesome TikTok um, of this woman explaining that when you say no, like that's a full sentence and it's not your problem how somebody else reacts to that. Mm -hmm. But that's really hard. My SIG which is reputation and other people based finds that very hard Yes, because I don't like, I like to make other people happy. Like not, I'm not a people pleaser, 
but like when it's within you know how do I I like to do my podcast because I know that people appreciate it and they think it's funny or whatever you know so I like to do things that other people are gonna have fun with or that it's gonna make people laugh or you know so saying no and knowing that's going to cause I don't know also the other part of me just doesn't give a fuck but like I have this very weird it does no I have this very it's so weird because there's like now I've got my no list I'm like don't care now now I can say no because the goal is more important so sometimes I'm affected by it and sometimes I'm not do you see what I mean like yeah I think this is a key thing just to to highlight for people for so it it sounds like when before you had the no list the the locus of um sort of where the attention goes with that no is disappointment or disappointing someone else because of yeah that they've asked you to do a thing so why can't you help them whereas you shift yeah. that and move that sort of concentration so it's not so much on you it's on your no it's not you you just set those rules which I think is why rules for what you are willing and are not willing to do in your business in general are really really important and sticking to them more than anything else because like you say, it's no longer you saying no, it's it's a blanket no to everyone else. So it's not individual to that person that you've let down, which you haven't let yeah. them down. They've come to you yeah. with a question and you've returned an answer. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a few things that I'm putting in place and they seem really trivial, but actually they are Powerful. already making a difference. Yeah. So like um, putting a form in place on the podcast so that if you want to be on my podcast, you have to fill out a form now. Um and things like, um, what was that other one? I just had it in my brain and it's fallen out of my brain. There was a second thing, very similar to that. It's gone. Something. Yeah. Anyway, so I feel like I have made leaps and bounds of progress over the last month, I would say, on this. And September is going to be the real tell as to whether or not I can make this happen. Um, the one thing I am worried about is the input because um, I know my writing process and it doesn't fucking matter whether it's fiction or nonfiction, I have to input first and it's how much can I cram in in the next few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I interested think- in your answer because you are Ooh. very good at getting words in. Thank you. Well, I, I think also just quickly, that form thing is really, really important because I think for some people it can come across almost like dismissive and a bit cold because you're not like taking that direct like from one person to another. But mm. knowing what we know about running a podcast and some of the requests that we get, it helps train that person to understand what podcasters need in order to say yes. Like you can't just approach a podcaster and be like, yo, I'm a writer. Can I be on your podcast? Because you're like, I mean, I have nothing to go off. The amount of people that applied to go on the Great Writers Share who I, they didn't have a website, they had no social media. I'm like, I don't know who you are in any way. So I don't know what credibility you can bring. And it's, it's a CV you need to bring to a podcast so that they know what you're about. But the most common request, is, the most common email I receive is, hi, my name's Blah, really like your podcast. Um, I've got a new book out. It's called this. Um, I think it would be a great fit for your show. I'd love to hear back from you. Why? Do you not like? I just fuck's sake. Well, the, the other one. And this... Don't make me do the work. I'm already doing you a favor if I bring you on my show. Yeah. Don't make it fucking difficult for me. Yeah. You know, like anyway, I get really cross about this. Yeah, I think that uh, could be a whole episode in itself. Yeah, um... it, I really shouldn't get cross. Like it's unprofessional to get cross about this, but like. It's, it's an awful lot of work running a podcast and people don't understand. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so, I remembered the other thing. Sorry. Oh, go on. Very quickly. I'm in the background. Well, when I come back, I will be doing a resource page and at the FAQ. Yes. So those other two things will help because people always ask for editors. They ask for very similar questions and I just need to put the pages on my website mm. uh so that is one thing that I need to do and an FAQ page because you know will you read my book I'm a student can I interview you you know like these questions come up a lot. A few of those. Yeah. yeah um I'm smiling a little bit because you're confirming a lot of some of the stuff that I'm putting into my productivity book 
I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Um, also, before we move on to me, um, and do you remember when these episodes were like 25, 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah, um, I know. But okay. you asked me a question that I've literally just been doing like a fuckload of work on. So, you know. Um, before we move on to me, you said at the beginning of your spiel about uh, you're trying to find a metric for production. What are your options? Um, so pacemaker is an option somebody introduced me to pacemaker the other day pacemaker dot something or other and in pacemaker it's quite interesting and might be an option so um pacemaker dot press it is so um in you can in there you can set your goal and you can set like how much work you want to do every day you can change it if you want to like rise to the challenge or do a mountain hike a valley oscillating or do steady amount of work and then you can change how it's measured so this is a bit that helped me so you in here so you can change like the goal so you could do words paragraphs pages chapters sections characters verses acts scenes stanzas line hours, minutes, units, items, tasks, to-dos, steps, entries, posts, worksheets, dollars, miles, kilometres and pounds. So um, this is this is interesting. And um, I wasn't sure whether or not I could do like sections or, or hours maybe. I think um, the only downside is I would have to know how many of a thing there were, was, on the completed project before I start, which I'm not very good at knowing. So um, let me pose two possible ideas because yeah. we went to different places with that question. Oh. Mm-hmm. So okay. production for me might not work for you. Production for me, you have process and you have end goal. And obviously what you're looking at is a way to track the process to get to that end goal. But for me, if I think about production targets, I think about products. So my production goals being each year, how many products do I, I deliver? Measure that. Hmm? I already measure that. Yeah, yeah, I already measure that. Yeah, so yeah. it is the process that's of on, getting it, That's on my wall there. That little yellow um, dot there, that yeah. is all my completed everything. Over so the it year. is the process put, part of it, which is the, the difficult process. part because it's not always words. Yeah. yeah and and the reason I need that is the competition because I have to measure yeah keep on the whole yeah the start to finish because that's how I track progress mm. that's how I um know if I'm on target or if I'm not on target or if if I know that I'm performing better this time than last time if that makes sense yeah okay yeah so for mine um and I'm sure I've mentioned this in the past one of the really difficult parts of becoming full-time and something that I was very very aware of considering that um I was self-employed a few years when was I self-employed like 2013 for a couple of years um is when you have all the time in the world to do the thing the thing takes all the time in the world to do and I always forget what the um thing's called there's like a something principle which defines that the amount of time taking to do a task is equal to the time allotted to do the thing. So if, for example, I was in a work meeting, if you set it for an hour, even if you could complete the meeting in 15 minutes, which often you could, it would last an hour because that's, you know, what you assigned it to. And when you go full-time, all those constraints of squeezing and work around your life are gone. Like you used to write at night. I used to write in the morning. Um, that sort of, often it was like half five until seven slot was when I got my words in and that was it for the day. And I had to do it then because I didn't have any other time to do it. So I was reliable. I was consistent. I made it happen over time when you're full time and you have other things to do as well. And your time, most of the time is fluid. Obviously some things are fixed. It does become a lot harder to create a consistent um, writing habit or Mm. no, it doesn't become harder to create it. It becomes harder to keep it in my opinion. Yes. Yes. Like the time is there. It's just because you have the option not to, sometimes you don't. And then it's more difficult to create that habit. So I've gone in and out of phases. I I stuck quite rigidly to my early morning writing when I started. I was still half six through eight would be my first sprints. And then my morning would be writing new words. And just as time has gone 
but as time has gone past and my business has sort of diversified in the type of work that I do um obviously run like writing groups now they're fixed every every week and I write in those which is a good fixture for me to have that for you, similar to your sign in September for me that's a really good form of accountability because mm. I'm there with other writers like that time is writing that's what we do each week but then coming back to this kind of like focusing what I'm finding now rather than having specific time slots I tend to have specific word goals for the day um and if this week is anything to go by I've learned in myself that I work on one project at a time and I decide that I'm going to beast that project project and then I do it so I've I've wrapped up when winter comes I've now got a client book I need to deliver in a month that is going to be basically my attention for the next month like not much else is going to disturb that apart from like the odd meeting here and there um but when it comes to protecting that writing time especially around um uh I I call it family like if you think of so my situation is me and my son's um mum are separated um and because I work for myself there are often times in which those boundaries are tested because say for example it's the school holidays it's I know midday and my boy wants to call me and she's like oh let's just call up daddy for a bit obviously I love that as a dad because he's thinking of me and I want to take that call yeah. that it conflicts entirely with the fact that that's my work time and like you know when she's at work and I have him that often doesn't happen that way so those barriers are the parts for me that are quite difficult because they're the parts I just don't have control of as much and um, without going into the intricacies of it sometimes those conversations are very difficult to have between us um, so I often do my best to try and sort of explain that Yes, I'm, I'm self-employed. This is like my full-time job. I can be flexible. But at the same time, the nature of my business has shifted a lot from when she saw me go full-time and I was just writing to now I am accountable to people. And so slowly, very slowly, that process is kind of shifting. Um, but it is a lot of quite difficult conversations. It's a lot of reminding, a lot of patience uh, on my part. But ultimately, I still because I, I really I really struggled with. Um, so, like I say, if my son calls me up, I answer like I love the fact he's thinking about me. I love the fact that he wants to speak to me. Sometimes I do cut those conversations short because at the same time, it's not going to benefit him to think that he always has full access to me because mm-hmm. I have a job. And as he grows up in life, he'll understand that, like, sometimes there are things you can't shift. And that's a really difficult, it comes back to that parent guilt of, you know, I want to, I want to be there, but at the same time, like, that's not always what life is. And mm-hmm. sometimes daddy needs to have that time. So it's, as I say, a lot of difficult conversations, um, a lot of patience, a lot of sort of trial and error, a lot of like just dealing with your own internal guilt of, of this. Um, and then for me also really, I try now to be very, very deliberate. The minute I turn off this computer, I'm away. Like this office is where work gets done. So the only times I was in here over the last two weeks when I had time off and I was looking after my boy was during my writing sprints with the group um, and during our podcast. And that was it. Like any other work just didn't happen because I wasn't in here and I keep it self-contained. That said, this is going to be tested in my new place because it's a two bedroom apartment and I have to <laughs> somehow find a way to fit an office in there and to work. And I have ideas, um, but it will definitely test those, those boundaries. But yeah, it's, I think the hardest part is really finding that conviction in yourself to go, this matters, this work that I'm doing matters. And if it matters, it has to happen in this time. Like mm-hmm. nothing, like I do it all the time. If I have two hours, like this week I gave myself, I gave myself seven days to do when winter comes and I smashed it out because I knew it had to get done. There was no, there was no debate. It, it happened or it didn't on the days in which I'm like, I've got 2000 words to write today. I'll just get it done in the day. I start at seven. I finish at six. So really trying to put in those boundaries for yourself, even if they feel arbitrary and rewarding yourself when you hit them. So like knowing that if I write seven till nine, I can then go off and go for a walk or I can go play basketball or something mm. helps me 
get into that mind frame of just doing it because it is very very easy to slip away from that and just to let it melt and before you know it like you you have gone a while without writing Mm -hmm. so that's my answer yeah I love that your answer was so (laughs) radically different to mine it was much more family oriented whereas for me it was about getting it done Mm -hmm. and not well I suppose they were the same the end goal was the same really because mine was also about not allowing other people it passed my boundary like I have to in fact I completely changed my mind I think we had the same answer it just <laughs> sounded different <laughs> ignore me but yeah definitely something to bear in mind and this is also um, one of the reasons why quite a few big author names so um for people who did listen to great writers share um people like Jonathan Jans people like um Paul Tremblay he wasn't on there but I'm just aware that this is a thing that he does um they don't they don't write full-time they write in the holidays because they like working full-time and they like the constraints it gives so for people who aren't sure whether to go full-time or not that is one thing to consider is that it does shape your idea of what time is and how you oh my get god i i cannot imagine wanting to work full-time and do this business that blows my mind it was I exhausting don't... but it works for people yeah no completely I just like it's so alien to me that I I I didn't even realize that there were still people who wanted to you know actually that's not true Ritu one of my friends wants to continue working because she loves her job and writing also a former guest on the Great Writer Share podcast check out that episode with more with Ritu Patel (laughs) (laughs) but there we are um so Oh, one thing, <laughs> I've done this <laughs> two of my episodes in a row. Weekly confessional. Sasha oh, will rest and Dan will edit yeah. 70,000 words done. Um, yeah. So how are we leveling up our business this week? You return to the work. Yeah, I do. Um, so I'm going to go very light on myself because it's going to take me a few days to readjust. Um, I'm going to create a no list um i am going to i'm going okay oh, i hate myself already for these i'm going to create my no list i'm going to make a decision about which drafting project comes next because so i'm finishing my audiobook i'm finishing tray but those are afternoon activities. They are not first thing in the morning drafting because I have to draft for 160 times a year. So I have to decide what I'm drafting and I'm really dithering. So um, that doesn't feel like an awful lot, but those feel like very important things. So I think I might leave it. They're very key decisions. Yeah, and actually the decision is taking up an incredible amount of brain power at the moment because mm. I still have not decided. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to have no goals for next week because I'm also not going to be here next week. Oh, yeah. I'm off to the Lake District. So I've put for mine, Dan will enjoy downtime in the Lake District. Aww. And as I say, that's going to be the first. So I, I went to... Sheffield and stayed overnight in the Peak District, which was the first time I like went away by myself. Um, long story short, spent the night with about 50 sheep. Wasn't an enjoyable experience. Um, next week will be the first holiday I've had without my boy, in which I'm just Dan. And I am very much looking forward to it. I hope you have a wonderful time, darling. Thanks. And just for clarification, there will be an episode next week. I just won't be here. Well, we're going to have a special guest. It will be me and a special guest. Ah, exciting. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So audience question. Uh, how did you want to phrase it? What are your writing boundaries or how do you protect your writing time? That one. Second one. Okay. Or how do you get the writing done? I don't know. I feel like that's what I answered rather than. <laughs> no, I, how do you protect? How? Mm, I don't know. It's your question. We'll figure it in post. Thank you, everyone, for joining this week. Have a fruitful week of writing, and we will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts.
For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. Had six hours then, 13 last night and the score of 76. Yeah, I, I, how funny. I got six hours 13 on Wednesday. Oh, oh, the cosmos. Snapsies. We're like Snapsies. Snapsies. And then I got, oh, and I had a six hour 42. And oh, I had a, I've missed you. Oh, I it's been so long. I haven't said hello. I've Even so your mic didn't recognise that accent as a human voice for a moment. It's like, hello. Oh, no, no, no. It came back in. That is spectacular. <laughs>